0: I was quite pleased that I got given this passage actually because um, I think most of you know but I've got a little child myself. <laughs> She's just coming up to one. And so I've had adequate um, opportunity to witness what little children do and get up to. So um, I'll be using that experience in this talk, hopefully. Um, and I think um, my first reflection is that it's very easy to get all sentimental about this passage. And Jesus says, let the little children come to me. And uh, my old church even had a stained glass window of this behind the altar and it was the green hills and there was a little lamb and the children were gathered around Jesus and it was all very nice. Um, Now I don't know how many of you have been to a mums and toddlers group recently, I don't know how many of you have popped in on All Stars but um, it's chaos, (laughs) it's not like that at all. Um, Little children are noisy and messy and um, yes, in lots of different ways messy. And and I think actually having a realistic view of what little children coming to Jesus is like is really important. Because it it turns um, it from kind of a Victorian nicety, this passage, into something far more powerful. Jesus is not saying that we need to be perfect, well-behaved little children in order to come to him to receive the kingdom. Actually, he's saying quite the opposite. We just need to come as we are, like little children do, um, and and come to him. Verse seventeen says that anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And that's quite a shocking verse, really. That little children have something to teach us about God's kingdom. And I was just contemplating what does that mean. I thought a good place to start would be to think about what is the difference between a little child and an adult? What is it about a little child that means they can enter the kingdom? So, um, spot the difference? I apologise. I could only find my passport photo of a photo of me. Every other photo is me holding Ella. So, uh, this is me, because she can't recognise me. And this is my daughter, Ella, um, running around being crazy. And I just wondered if people could help me uh, say what is the difference between a little child and an adult, between these two people. (coughs) Anyone shout it out? Any children? Size, Size, yes. I'm quite a lot bigger than her. (laughs) Anyone? Children have no worries. Yes, she's very worry-free. Doesn't think about it; just goes for it. Anything else? Intelligence. Intelligence? Yes. I think she would struggle to read a book on her own, but um, she loves books, but she can't read them. Yeah. Innocent. innocent? Yes. Yes. There's something very pure about a little child, isn't there? Very innocent. And yet, when she does, when she's doing something wrong, she'll wave her finger, so she knows she knows something. Trusting, Trusting. yes, yes, she completely trusts me. Yeah. yes. She is a lot more playful than I am. <laughs> she just, she just plays all day. Yeah. So I had a little think and uh, and came up with some words. Persistent Um, this comes after this passage comes after the parable of the persistent widow and the humble tax collector and before the rich young ruler who was told to give up all of his wealth and I think children are persistent, you don't get any more persistent than a little child who wants something Um, they're humble they're poor they have nothing other than what their parents can give them Utterly dependent. I mean, you couldn't leave her on her own for a day. She wouldn't survive. Um, the house wouldn't survive either. Uh, messy, honest, trusting, worry-free, simplistic, loud, full of life. And hopefully this kind of helps us to understand a little bit about what Jesus was saying when he says adults should be more like little children when it comes to receiving the kingdom. I think, actually, what God's really saying is is there's something about the dependence of children on their on their mums and dads that he wants us to copy with him. He is the good father. When children want something, they ask their parents. They keep asking their parents. And they're so reliant um, that if there's anything going on, their parents is the first place they look for, look to. If Ella wants anything, she can't even speak, but she'll point. She'll go... She tells me what she wants, even though she can't even speak. Um, And Luke, in this passage, is talking about babies. He's talking about really little children. Um, And we can be the same with God. We can go to God first for everything. Um, We can ask Father God for what we need. Matthew 7, verse 9, says that even earthly fathers know how to look after their children and how much more will our heavenly father look after us i think we can really over complicate things as adults i think that's what god's been speaking to me recently is that we can make things so complicated when actually all we really need to do is come to our daddy god uh, with what we need and uh, whatever that may be and to find our security and our identity in him just like little children do There's something really simple about little children. At this point, uh, we've talked about the kingdom of God before. I thought it might be worth um, just briefly mentioning what the kingdom of God is. Because it says, we're talking about receiving the kingdom. Um, The kingdom of God is quite simply the place where everything is done and exists as God would have it. Where his will is done, where his presence is where there's healing and wholeness, where God is worshipped and glorified. And there's glimpses of this kingdom on earth, and it will come in all its fullness in heaven. And this passage says that we need to receive the kingdom like little children. Now, it's Ella's, my daughter's, birthday in a couple of days, and uh, we've given her a few presents a bit earlier, early because we just know there'll be so many to open. And watching her open the present, she's so intrigued by it. I think as adults we get presents, we use, we unwrap it, we say that's nice, and move on. But she is just so intrigued by this present and unwrapping it and exploring what's inside. And God invites us to be like that with His kingdom, to be intrigued, to explore, to 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 be like a little child coming to Him. Adults can get very uh, world-weary and we need children to teach us how to trust again, how to look at things with fresh eyes and how to live without fear and cynicism. The disciples didn't think that uh, little children were important enough for Jesus to see, but they missed the point. The passage, shockingly, says that little children are closer to the kingdom of God than adults are I think we think that you know you have to know a certain amount you have to be scholarly you have to be well read to to come to God and to to know him but actually the Bible says that little children are closer to God than we are it's not about how much we know it's not about how talented we are at something it's not about how good we are it's just about our dependence on God and coming to him anyone can do it and I just wonder whether we really believe that today. It's been great over the summer to have children with us. And, um, and it's really too easy to assume that they're too young to be involved in church and, and to know what God, what's going on with God. But it's not true. And I just want to just to remind us that God is close to children. And that they can know him and that they can teach us. Things about him. Parents uh, were bringing little children to Jesus to bless them. When it says Jesus touched the little children, that was a way of blessing children in those days. And it's no different today. We can't just assume that children will find their way to Jesus on their own. Or worse, we could be like the disciples and try and stop children coming to Jesus and being involved in church. But we need to bring our children to Jesus, to give them opportunities to encounter him in prayer and worship, and to know that they can know God and hear from God too. We can involve them in our faith at home, and I know a lot of us already do that, but if we're praying, just tell our kids what we're doing, tell, tell them we're praying and invite them to join in. I love that children get to receive communion with us, I think that's really special, Children are part of our family and they know God too. I quite often bring Ella along to prayers as part of the staff team. And, uh, it's often when she chooses to be the loudest, but I think she's just joining in. The first time she clapped was in worship. And she does this thing in church where she raises her, her hands that she doesn't do anywhere else. Josh calls her a little Pentecostal. <laughs> I think that's a compliment. <laughs> But she knows when God's around, she senses God's presence. And she's not even, I'm sure of it, and she's not even one. Children are closer to God's kingdom than we think they are. I just want to conclude uh, by talking about something slightly different. Um, Children interrupt. And uh, the disciples didn't want Jesus to be interrupted by children. But God sees interruptions differently. I think that's one of the things that has been the most I've noticed about my life in the last year is that Ella has interrupted it completely. I've got used to doing things and I can't do what I used to do anymore. And I've been reflecting about how God comes into our lives and interrupts our plans. How we can have our lives mapped out and and God interrupts them. Especially, I mean, th- you see this through the Bible again and again. Characters have their lives just completely turned up, turned upside down by what God's done. I've been reflecting on Mary and how um, the angel coming to her to say that she was going to have a baby um, must have completely disrupted her plans. She was going to be married and um, she had a life planned ahead of her. Um But she didn't reject that interruption, she embraced it. And even though it could have brought massive shame, she saw that God had something bigger for her. He had a bigger plan. And I think sometimes we can get so focused on our own agenda, our own way of doing things. Maybe what we watch on TV, what we want to eat, where we want to go, how we like things to be. Um, that we can see interruptions from normal life as distractions rather than opportunities, and um, I think when children children interrupt, there's that kind of bringing fresh life. There's questioning how we do things, and I think we can do that. God does that in lots of different ways, and not just through children in our lives. Um, interruptions can be opportunities to depend on God more fully. And um, I didn't have an example of what I'm trying to say. I think it's what the Spirit is saying. Um, and I didn't have an example of it. And my diary went missing this week. And I'm dyslexic and I really rely on my diary. And for a week, for a day, I was just all out of sorts. And I felt God saying, actually, this is me interrupting your life. This is where you are putting your hope and uh, reliance upon this, this diary rather than me. And um, And... And as soon as I realised that and turned to God and asked him to help me going forward, um, I've got a lot more peace about it. But I think, yeah, I just think sometimes God wants to interrupt what we think we know and where we think we're going with his plans and his agendas. And that might not be with a child. It might be with something changing or something not working out as we think. Um, But we need to allow ourselves to be interrupted by God. Because otherwise it's too easy to become king of our own lives and not enter God's kingdom where he has to be the the one in control. So in conclusion, Father God wants to be king of our lives. He wants his kingdom to come in our lives, to reign in us, his kingdom of healing and wholeness, freedom and love. So let's come before God like little children in all our mess and our chaos completely dependent on him, with simplicity and trust, asking for more of his power and his presence.